Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, May 17th, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, welcome back. You were out a little bit last week. How yeah. are you feeling? I'm feeling all right. How are you feeling? Uh, uh, why is it? Is it like the Rent song? How do you feel today? Is that how it goes? That is. How Someone do you feel Tally today? Lee. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I feel like you just did to me. So um, on that note, yeah, I'm feeling okay. It probably sound a little stuffy, kind of doing like a like a Tommy okay. Pickles impression or something. I don't know, Angelica. Like, I feel like that's, that's really good. something. You sent me a, uh, a voice memo, which you are wont to do. You send a lot of voice memos. <laughs> yeah. But you, you sent me a voice memo, I guess must have been like Thursday or Friday, and it was like, hi, this is Harvey Firestein. It wasn't. You didn't say that, but that's kind of what the, the vibe was. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, just like everyone else, um, uh, you know, we thought, oh, allergies. And guess what? If you think that you're having allergies, you might not be. So I highly recommend continuing to stay vigilant and um, continuing to mask uh, at all opportunities. I went to a movie with my brother on Sunday. We went and saw Doctor Strange M- and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, yeah of course and you did. I mean, I saw it in New York at Lincoln Square on the 6th, but my brother hadn't seen it yet. And my brother does legitimately have really bad allergies. So he he tested to make sure that he was good, tested actually multiple times, um, just to make sure that it was, in fact, allergy season. But my brother is such a dummy. He sticks, like, tissues just straight up his nose. No. And, yeah, so that's how we watched Doctor Strange 2 was at the AMC at Downtown Disney or Disney Springs, as it's called now. And my brother had tissues stuffed up his nose for allergy purposes. So, wow. You're welcome. Anyway, let's get into the news, Grace. We are recording here on Monday, and the great George Takei just finished up reading off all of the Drama Desk nominations, or at least the majority of them. He didn't do all of them uh, on New York one. So we're going to get you all of the information for an award ceremony that, to be Quite honest, I didn't know if it was happening. It got delayed so often, and we still don't know all of the details, but um, we've got nominees, so we'll get into that. We've got some other information that we'll talk about here in a second, but um, let's get into the nominees for the biggest awards, and we will have a link in the show notes to where you can see all of them. For Outstanding Play, the nominees are Colored Water, English, Prayer for the French Republic, Sanctuary City, Selling Cobble, and The Chinese Lady. Interestingly enough, of course, these not, these awards um, include both Broadway and off-Broadway shows, and there is not a single Broadway play in this group. Similarly, there is only one musical that uh, played Broadway this season that is in the Outstanding Musical category. The nominees are Harmony, Intimate Apparel, Kimberly Akembo, Six, and The Hang. Outstanding revival of a play are Four Colored Girls Who've Considered Suicide When the Rainbow is Enough, How I Learned to Drive, Lackawanna Blues, Skeleton Crew, Trouble in Mind, and Twilight, Los Angeles, 1992. Out of those nominees, five of the six are Broadway shows. Outstanding revival of a musical, Assassins, Classic Stage Company, uh, Baby, Off-Broadway, Out of the Box Theatrics, um, and then the two on-Broadway uh, on nominees, Caroline or Change and Company. Uh, what are your thoughts here on these production nominees, Grace? Yeah, I think that, you know, 
what we're seeing is kind of like this like strange trickle of like, okay, well, you know, this show is getting all these nominations for, for these major, you know, outlets and, and like the Tony Awards and all that stuff. And so we're, I, I feel that we're getting this like aftermath of like, okay, you know what? I'm going to nominate the heck out of this show because it isn't getting any love on this one. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if it's the case. You know, I really don't. Um, but it just feels that way, which is kind of like fun, exciting. Like what, like what shows do you think like, are benefiting from that? I mean, The Hang is getting a lot of recognition from mm-hmm. I'm, what I'm assuming you're about to bring up, which is like Outer Critics as well, um, yeah. of like, you know, this is a show that should have been blowing up more in the nominations, I feel, uh, just based on, you know, my... my uh, for, I didn't get to see it, but, you know, uh, other people's um, experiences of it. So, yeah, um, Ashley yeah. went and saw it, yeah. Ashley went. Um, I had a lot of other friends, especially, like, critics especially, you know, were really excited about it. So, again, I just feel like we're getting kind of, like, the aftermath of, hey, we want to double down. And we're also getting continued double down of, like, we really didn't like Blank Show, which is also mm-hmm. kind of painful to watch because I know that those things affect more than just the people you think they do. Um, so, yeah, I guess that, that's kind of my generic <laughs> interpretation of it. Uh, what about you? No, I think it's, you know, it is important to remember that a number of shows – that were on Broadway um, are not necessarily eligible in all of the categories. Right. Broadway productions like A Strange Loop, For Colored Girls even, um, Hangman, Is This a Room, Skeleton Crew, and the Lehman Trilogy, they all had recent off-Broadway runs. Um, so the only things that are considered for these shows um, are like new elements, um, which is interesting because For Colored Girls... Did have that off-Broadway run, and Camille Brown was the choreographer, but she's now the director. So it's being considered for revival. Yeah. But it's like other elements aren't being considered. Like some of the performers that were in both were the same. Um, Brown's choreography is not being considered. So it's it's one of those things where because the Drama Desk does look at both Broadway and off-Broadway, shows that had previous runs aren't going to be eligible. And then additional productions on and off-Broadway are not eligible at all as they were considered in their entirety in previous seasons, like um, Beyond Babel, which we did a um, right. interview on last year, Coal Country, Dana H., uh, Get On Your Knees, Girl From The North Country, The Patsy, What To Send Up When It Goes Down. Um, none of those um, are eligible at all because these were technically considered like return production or to return engagement. So it's these are always messy when trying to look at what's being considered this year more than others because of all of the mm-hmm. pandemic related stuff. So uh, anyway, let's get into some of the performer uh, nominations. Let's start with outstanding actor in a play. Brandon J. Dearden for Skeleton Crew. Jesse Tyler Ferguson for Take Me Out. Jacob Ming Trent for Merry Wives. Ruben Santiago Hudson for Lackawanna Blues. And John Douglas Thompson for The Merchant of Venice. Outstanding actress in a play. Tala Ash for English. Ruth Nega for Macbeth. Uh, Andrea Patterson for Colored Water. Felicia Rashad, Skeleton Crew. Shana Toe for The Chinese Lady. And Michelle Wilson for Confederates. Outstanding actor in a musical, ya boy, Billy Crystal for yeah. Mr. Saturday Night, Miles Frost for MJ, Rob McClure for Mrs. Doubtfire, Jaquel Spivey for A Strange Loop, and Trip Zion, er, and Chip Zion for Harmony. Look at that coming through. Outstanding actress in a musical, Kirsten Piper Brown for Intimate Apparel, Victoria Clark for Kimberly Akimbo, Sharon D. Clark for Caroline or Change. 
Jenna DeWall for for Diana and Jakina Kalakongo for Paradise Square. Um, this is much more of a mix between Broadway and off-Broadway, Grace. And I will say, just kind of looking at these nominations, we haven't had time a ton of time to break them down since I said they just were announced. But um, really good diversity in terms of the style of show. Um, lots of comedies, yeah. lots of dramas on Broadway, off-Broadway, and... Um, you know, racial and ethnic diversity as well in, in these nominees, which is always good. I feel like the Drama Desk nominators often mm-hmm. do a very good job with that. Whether or not the Drama Desk voters follow through um, and kind of give the awards to a diverse slate is a, usually a much different story than what the nominators do. But I think this is a really good representative slate for the entire season. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that any world where we can like feasibly say like the performances that Gina Duvall gives and uh, Diana and then gets to, you know, go against like Jakina's performance in Paradise Square. Like that's a that's a pretty like, you know, balance this, you know, one was playing like this historical figure and this other one is giving like these like powerhouse. I mean, they're both it's just it's kind of exciting. And I think that it accurately gives you a description of like what is what was being done uh, this year on Broadway at the time and off Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick, running through the featured actor categories. Outstanding featured actor in a play, Joshua Boone, Skeleton Crew, Chuck Cooper for yes. Trouble in Mind, Daniel K. Isaac, the Chinese Lady, Billy Eugene Jones for On Sugarland, Ron Cephas Jones for Clyde's. Outstanding featured actress in a play, Frances Benhamu for Prayer for the French Republic, Stephanie Berry for On Sugarland, Sonny Brown for What You Are Now, Paige Leung for Out of Time, Kaneda Armilla for For Colored Girls, Kara mm. Young for Clyde's. Outstanding featured actor in a musical, uh, Justin Austin for Intimate Apparel, Justin Cooley for Kimberly Akimbo, Matt Doyle for Company, Jared Grimes for Funny Girl, and Tavon Old Sample for MJ. Outstanding featured actress in a musical, Judy Kuhn for Assassins, Tamika Mm -hmm. Lawrence for Black No More, Patti Lapone for Company, Bonnie Milligan, Kimberly Akimbo, and Jennifer Samard for Company. Same thing with those other categories that I mentioned. Good mix across all spectrums that you could possibly hope for um, with those. Can I can I say this is something I talked about with Ashley on on last week's show about the award nominations. I really mm-hmm. wanted to shout out Joshua Boone's performance in Skeleton Crew. I really appreciated it. It was nuanced. It was it was electrifying, and and I'm so glad that he is being recognized today for that performance. Um, I said last week, being like, I hope there are other award shows that are you know going to list him because Daniel K. Isaac as well for the Chinese Lady for supporting actor. Those two in my mind are just they were really stellar. Um, you know, stuck performances for me. So I'm very excited to see them both represented in that category. And I just wanted to shout that out because it really excited me today to see both of them. Um, they also announced a few special awards. The Harold Prince Lifetime Achievement Award posthumously goes to Alice Childress. Um, she had not only Trouble in Mind playing on Broadway this season, but also the wedding band currently playing off Broadway. The Ensemble Award went to the original Six Queens of Six. The Sam Norkin Off Broadway Award goes to Marjan Nishat and special uh, awards went to Didi Ayate for like a gazillion shows that she did the chore- or for did the costuming to also goes to Adam Rigg for um, the shows that he provided the set design for Colored Water on Sugarland and Skin of Our Teeth and <laughs> this one is with the category defying oratorio for living things Heather Christian aims to encompass all human existence in a single inventive and startlingly beautiful work so congratulations to all of those um, I don't have New York one so I obviously can't watch <laughs> it because um, I don't live in New York and I don't have Spectrum but 
they said they were going to announce more details about mm-hmm. the drama desks, like when they're actually happening in the press release. There is no mention of that one way or the other. So shrug emoji, shrug emoticon. Like, I don't know when these things are happening. So. Oh, wait, one more, because it is kind of a technical thing. And of course, like, you know, like, like you said, it's going to be in the show notes. But you and I both really enjoyed this for outstanding Mm -hmm. projection design, which is like very specific space Mm -hmm. dogs for MCC. Love that. I didn't even get down that far. Yeah, that that made me so happy because the production design of the overall show in general was so exciting and funny and clever. And and it just it helped tell the story so, so, so well with the music. And um, I'm glad that it was being recognized in this way so absolutely all right let's move on to some other news stop me if you've heard this one before but garth drabinsky's show that is currently playing on broadway is currently mired in a lawsuit claiming unethical business practices according to court filings veteran group sales agent scott malaliu had initially been contracted to work on paradise square part time in december of 2020 and as he was working on plans to bring in church educational and diversity groups a few months later in the middle of 2021 he claims that he was suddenly ignored by by the production and that no one would respond to his emails. In September of 2021, when he emailed Drabinsky and other members of the show's producing team about $9,000 in unpaid invoices, his Paradise Square email address was promptly closed. According to his contract, uh, Malaliu was within days of beginning a full-time contract with the show that would have earned him $100,000 per year plus bonuses. After not being paid for three months, the sales agent resigned in October and is now seeking $9,000 in outstanding payment, attorney's fees, and damages of at least an additional $9,000. A lawyer for Paradise Square Broadway LP said, quote, the case has no merit. He simply walked off the job. He voluntarily quit. Now, Grace, perhaps this is just because Drabinsky is under more of a microscope than other producers. I don't think that's what it is, but just for fairness sake, maybe that's what it is. But these types of things seem to be following him around. You'll recall that Equity briefly put Paradise Square on its do not work list back in February over concerns that members weren't properly being paid for rehearsal time. That's true. Um, that, That was quickly resolved. They figured all that out. But, you know, for a guy who literally was found guilty of financial fraud with his company, you know, a few decades ago, doesn't seem like he's cleaned up his act in terms of like crossing the T's and dotting the I's. Nope. It's bad. Feels bad. Don't do it. Yep. Feels bad. Feels bad. All feels bad. Um, All right, real quick, let's talk about some theater that is happening on streaming in one way or another. Grace, you and I talked about this. Yeah. Was it last week or a couple weeks ago? We talk about this every day. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but uh, Girl from the North Country officially confirmed yesterday that it was captured prior to its reopening on Broadway last month. They did not say what exactly the capture was going to be used for or when it would be available, Mm -hmm. but they did confirm that it had been captured. Captured um, for some sort of public distribution in the future. We talked about this when they announced their tour, so we don't know if that's going to be done in conjunction with the tour or after the tour, but I'm glad to know that the current Broadway cast of the show was captured. And as of yesterday, the Red Bull Theater's all-female production of Macbeth, which was adapted and directed by Erica Schmidt, um, is available to stream for two weeks only through May 29th. Virtual admission for the show is only $25. We will have a link to the show notes where you can get that. 
And yesterday, we also got information that a new documentary feature, The Show Must Go On, is available on Apple TV in all territories, as well as on Broadway On Demand. The film from mother and daughter producers and directors Dory Berenstein and Sammy Knold looks at the survival of theater during the pandemic, specifically featuring Andrew Lloyd Webber, um, the Phantom of the Opera's World Tour, and Cats in South Korea. Um, so that is available on various streaming services, and we will have information in the show notes. <laughs> All right, Grace, um, we also want to take a little bit of a trip, metaphorically speaking, out to <laughs> Pennsylvania, because we got some more information about something that we've talked about before here, um, and that is the upcoming Hammerstein Gala to benefit the Oscar Hammerstein Museum and Theater Education Center that will be happening on July 11th, 2022 at the Inn at Barley Sheaf Farm. It'll be hosted by Ted Chapin, of course, who ran the Rogers and Hammerstein organization for 40 years, and it will star Christy Altamar, Derek Klenna, and Justin Guarini. Um, this is something that has been in the works for a long time. Um, a group of people are starting to try to turn the Hammerstein's farm, which if you know anything about the history of mm -hmm. Oscar Hammerstein II and or Stephen Sondheim, you know how important that property is. Um, so it's very cool that they are moving forward with this. And hopefully this is a big success. We will have information on that in the show notes. Um, so yeah, I, I've been really excited. I've I've gotten to know a little bit about uh, you know the goings on of, of this particular museum and, and how they're restoring it because right now it's kind of sitting like as a as a bed and breakfast and they're hoping to turn it into like a community space into a museum into you know and I it, theoretically it's like okay how can we honor this incredible person in the musical theater canon but also like pay homage to like this is where Stephen Sondheim came to write this is where he like honed his craft and this is somewhere you know that we can continue to celebrate outside of the New York area, <laughs> you know, these these incredible titans of the industry. So I'm really excited to be at this. Um, I'm excited to continue to pave the way for people to donate to to preserve this type of history, because this is how we learn and we grow. And that's the next the next, uh, you know, producers of six, if you will, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll be yeah. attending farms like this. And, and I'm just uh, excited about all the possibilities. So please find out more information, like Matt said in the show notes, but also if you want to attend like a three-course dinner with some performances and see Ted Chapin, like, hello, it's happening. Awesome. Yeah, he's the best. Um, real quick, one last uh, off-Broadway extension, the show Oh God, a show about abortion, which is very timely to be running right now, has mm -hmm. been extended to the Cherry Lane Theater Ju through June 30th. Grace, I know how much you love a one-person show. Have you seen this one yet? Wait I feel like second. you have. This is a perfect opportunity because I was trying to figure out when I could talk about it. I haven't been on the show since I've seen it. <laughs> oh, okay. That's perfect. Um, so first of all, I got to see the show on a hot Saturday night and three rows in front of me, I said... I know the back of that head. That's David Byrne. There's no way this isn't David Byrne. Okay. And um, literally everybody around me was like, it's not David Byrne. He gets up, it's David Byrne, number one. Number two, <laughs> the row directly next to me, um, Ilana Glazer, who is producing the show, was mm -hmm. sitting with Maya Erskine, who, and everyone is masked, obviously, so I can't tell. It's also a 
gloomy, rainy night in the West Village. You know how much I love the Cherry Lane Theater. You and I have been before. We will go mm-hmm. again. Um, and I take a picture outside every single time. But I was sitting directly next to two incredible female comedian writers, and I had no idea. Um, so literally, you know, I have I have pieces at my art show dedicated to Pen15, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. And Maya Erskine uh-huh. wrote and starred on the show, and she's sitting like on the next row. And I had no idea until that night, and they posted it on Instagram that they went to see the show. And um, it was just really funny because the the crowd was absolutely enjoying and being a part of Allison's show. And she started off so, so well. And by the way, thank you again to the press room for allowing me to be there. Um, it was such an incredible experience. Uh, but she 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 made such a such a perfect um, marriage between the fact that this is such a topical issue and she's been working on the show for a while. So, you know, her her ability to like gauge the audience and be like, hey, I know that this is tough to talk about. This is my experience. Here's what we're going to do. And we were on that journey with her together. It was such it was such a great show that I, I'm I'm thrilled to see that they were extended. Um, but you you should absolutely get down. I mean, I try to see every Cherry Lane show, of course, but this one was just really you perfectly timed. I have tried to live there. Um, but yeah. <laughs> they keep kicking me out. So um, in the meantime, go see Allison's show because it's it's phenomenal and I can't say enough about it. So please take a friend. It's it's just the perfect time. And regardless of how you feel about the issue, it's actually a wonderful hour of storytelling regardless. So go go see it before you go, oh, gosh, now it's sold out. I can't go. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, obviously – I've never seen anything at the Cherry Lane Theater that I haven't loved, so I would recommend that. Alana Glazer is phenomenal, so the fact that she is producing and presenting this is great. Watch her on the after party. But the person we didn't talk about in this whole thing, it's directed by Lila Neugebauer, who is one of the best directors working The Wolves, The Waverly Gallery. She is one of the best, so I'm sure that this is a phenomenal show. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt Grace, where can people find you? You can find me at It's Grace Aki on all social media platforms. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Tuesday, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>